Hello and welcome to the Ask Weldon Show, episode 259, uh, Improving Aim, Ignoring Distractions, Diet and Sleep's Impact on the Game, and Working Up Your In-Game Leadership Skills. Lots of questions today, four questions to be exact, because we're trying to churn through the backlog of questions because the show has not been very consistent as of late. But today, we're live on twitch.tv slash mindgameswelldone, and of course, you're probably watching this on YouTube. Uh, So without further ado, let's just jump into the show. I want to go to question number one. This question is from a gentleman named Amin, and well, I don't want to say it because he's about to say it. Here we go. Does a more consistent sleeping schedule and diet help with performance in-game? All right. So, Amin, thank you for the question. Remember, everybody, that you can get your question answered by using the link here, anchor.fm slash weldinggreen slash message. You can also just go to my page, slash weldinggreen, and it will have a link that you can click to send the message. You can also use the app, which is what I recommend, iOS and Android. Use the Anchor app. Find my profile, Weldon Green, and call in your question. The audio is going to be the best on phone pickups, but, of course, you can call in uh, using your headset, too. Just make sure the audio is working at first. Um, Okay, so... Diet and sleep affect in-game performance. Uh, Yes. The degree to which it affects it is drastically different. Diet is kind of like a minor optimization effect. Sleep is like the most important thing other than in-game skill to in-game skill. So um, sleep has some of the largest impacts on reaction speed and learning and sport performance of like any other moderator that you can mess with in your life. Uh, and so the answer, the short answer is yes. And I know that you asked a yes or no question and that's really boring for listeners in the show. So I'm going to expand a little bit diet, probably the most important thing. If you're thinking about just specifically about mental performance, sports and diet, you want to make sure that you're, you're healthy in terms of your fats. So a lot of people intake way too many omega 12 fats, which means you really need to load up more on the omega three, omega sixes so that you have a nice balance of the kind of fat in your body. Uh, My guess is that just like the studies show, the standard American diet, you can end up with a 30 to 1 to a 60 to 1 ratio of omega-12 fats in your body. The glial cells um, and specifically the myelin sheaths around your nerves and around your neurons uh, are composed of fat, and they're composed of the fat that your body has in it. And so if you have a 60 to 1 ratio of omega-12s to non to like omega-6s and omega-3s, then those fat deposits and fat cells uh, or cells with fat in them are going to uh, have the same kind of thing. So that um, there's a fantastic study on the speed at which people have uh, reactions to a computer screen initiated reaction test. So like both uh, innate reaction speed. So something like they see something and click a button and also decision-making reaction speed where they're like, there's like a, the right side lights up and they have to click the left button uh, and the, the button changes on both the screen and the keyboard. So they have to think about it. Um, and then there's like the actual just reaction where they hit your knee with a hammer and they just see how fast it like triggers, right? So in all of those tests, there's a significant, uh, and by significant, I don't mean a non-trivial. It could be trivial, right? Like 30 milliseconds is pretty trivial for the average human. Um, but it's a significant, in terms of statistically significant, increase in reaction speed if you dose omega-3 capsules. Uh, this was specifically done with fish oil pills in the studies uh, that I read uh, over the course of six weeks. 
uh, six weeks to 12 weeks, because these are like six different studies, six or seven different studies um, that I was reading related to this. So anyway, the general takeaway is if you make sure that you have a balanced diet in terms of your healthy fats, you're going to have probably like 30 millisecond faster reaction speeds, uh, which as you know, if you relate that to ping, that isn't really non-trivial for video game athletes. Uh, so then going on from there, just general diet, like, yeah, of course, you want to make sure that your diet keeps you high on energy during the day, low on tiredness and alertness, uh, low on tiredness, high on alertness, um, and is healthy for you in terms of your weight so that you can you can have uh, plenty of stamina for your video games, which means generally like less sugar, less processed carbohydrates, more um, like slow burning carbs, uh, so like slow carb stuff and like lots of vegetables. Uh, generally speaking, like low amounts of calories, probably caloric equal or caloric deficit a uh, little bit. Um, and then, of course, uh, lots and lots of like healthy fluids, you know, water. Juice is not really that healthy. Just eat the fruit instead. But water, uh, water and sometimes coffee if you're a performer. All right. So uh, but never after 5 p.m. All right, so that's the answer. That's the more long answer to the diet question. And the sleep question is just like, it's, I mean, we could go on for hours about this. Uh, and the general takeaway is you need seven to nine hours, closer to the nine hour side if you're under the age of 25. And you probably are really screwing up your circadian rhythm. You probably need to get to bed like between nine and 11, depending on your genetics. And you're probably not and you really need to go to bed earlier. Um, you probably are seeing way too much light at night. Uh, so you probably after five or 6 p.m. need to make sure that you not just reduce screens, okay? The screen, the blue light screen thing is like decently bad for melatonin suppression, but more importantly is just the sheer volume of light you're getting. Um, you probably need to get a lot more light during the day. Probably you're not, you're getting too much light like in the evening and you're not getting enough light like in the morning, uh, getting out in the sun, running around for an hour or so, just getting lots and lots and lots of light to get you alert during the day and really suppress your melatonin. And then so you have this nice deep swing in the evening. Um, you probably are having your house too warm to help you sleep really, really deeply. People sleep a lot better, or rather their brains show a lot better deep sleep waves uh, and REM uh, patterns in the early part of the night uh, and in the middle part of the night if it's cooler, a little bit cooler. Uh, so you probably have the temperature set too high. Um, all of this stuff, like the quality of sleep that you're getting, the quantity of sleep that you're getting, the timing of the sleep. Um, and there's, there's one other pillar of sleep that I'm missing. But anyway, these pillars are really, really important and drastically affect your day-to-day -day performance uh, in and your, also your long-term health uh, and especially your learning. So if you're doing any kind of motor learning, like a video game, so not Hearthstone, not Legends of Runeterra, not Magic the Gathering, um, so much. But if you're doing any kind of motor learning, the appropriate amount of sleep is almost essential for rehearsing and improving that kind of training. So later in the episode, we're going to talk about improving your aim. The first step to improving your aim is sleeping appropriately. Otherwise, all the training you're going to do in a day is almost worthless. And I'll go over a little bit why that is when we get to that section. All right, so uh, thank you, Amin, for that question. Announcements. Um, 
The Mindfulness Acceptance Commitment Program is still in class form. I have found a new developer that I'm in talks with about getting it started again in terms of turning into an app. So make sure for now to check out the course, mindgames.gg, slash, actually just mindgames.gg. Use the code AskWeldon to get a $5 discount. Uh, buy the course now, get grandfathered into the app permanently forever, even if the app goes subscription-based. Um, and the course right now, the content's being adapted into the app along with new content added. But you don't have to worry about any of that because if you buy it now, you get it forever, uh, as, as well as, of course, getting the course. The course is uh, right now what it is, which is seven weeks, seven days, so 50, 49 programs, uh, daily programs that include a lecture and a seated mindfulness training designed for your mental performance in video games. Or performance, period, actually. So people have messaged me about using this for their uh, college studies, their... Uh, public speaking, their uh, management in their job, as well as pretty much every sport I can think of. Actually, I can think of a lot of sports. People haven't messaged me, but multiple sports. All right, let's jump into... Thanks for the... Those are the announcements. Let's jump into question number two from Lakinther. Hey, well done. I'm hey. Lakinther, and my Hi, question Lakinther. to you would be, how do you deal with distractions in real life that appear while you are in the middle of a game. For example, let's say that you're playing solo queue and the mosquito flies into your room and keeps appearing in your field of view. Thanks. Training opportunity. Mosquitoes that fly into your field of view are a training opportunity for you. Um, so obviously if it's a mosquito and it's biting you, that's a different thing, you need to kill it. Uh, but if it's a noise or a fly or a sister that's bothering you, one of the best things is to practice regulating your emotions under extra stress because the same kind of thing is going to happen uh, when you're on stage. Basically, a lot of emotionally driven reactions where you misperform or miss stimuli in such as not seeing your minimap or not seeing somebody on the screen come from being overloaded. So you're in the zone and you're is just sufficiently processing everything that you can handle and then there's extra. And so anytime you have an extra thing, you should be thinking, oh, awesome. Let me see if I can pay attention, like have that stimulus coming into those sensory input, that sound, that touch, that conversation, whatever, and at the same time stay fully focused on everything I need to win. And if the answer is yes, you're right in the knife edge, you're like surfing down the, the, the surface of this massive killer wave in Hawaii that's like 70 feet tall, and you're like any mistake can just like just end you as a person. Um, that's how you should kind of feel when you're on that edge. You'd be like, okay, I'm balancing this. I'm like, I've got this extra thing and I'm like trying not to die and I'm trying to have maximum performance anyway. And every time you do that, it's like stretching. It's like stretching your brain. It's like stretching your performance muscle. It's like really pushing yourself. It's like testing a limit. Um, it's really pushing what you can do. So that's how I would see it. Good question. Uh, I already talked about Mac programs, so I don't need to do it here. It was kind of folded into the announcements because we didn't have a lot of announcements for this show. So I'll just jump in into question number three uh, from Ryan about AIM improvement. Hi, Weldon. Hi, Ryan. I'm an ex-League of Legends player, and I now play Fortnite. However, I feel like I've hit a peak in terms of my performance, and I mainly feel like this is due to my aiming. Apart from practice maps, is there anything else I can do? Thank you. All right, so Ryan asked, how do I improve my aim? The first thing that I wanted to talk about is practice maps, but he asked, in, in, other than practice maps, is there anything I can do? So the first answer, practice maps, uh, you might not be doing them right. So doing practice maps 
and doing practice maps correctly, very two big different things. Uh, two very different things. So after this show on YouTube, I'm going to go on my stream. I'm going to I'm going to play some Kovacs Aim Trainer, and there's a there's kind of a Kovacs already installed in uh, Fortnite, so there's like a different thing in there. Um, but I'm going to show you what the Fortnite coach at CLG showed me, as well as the one of the pro Apex players about what uh, they do in Kovacs to train their aim. And I'll do that on my Twitch channel, so twitch.tv slash my game as well. Then you can probably check out the VOD. This is October 18th, so you can go back to the October 18th show and find this and fast forward, and you can find the Kovacs thing, and you can watch the long-form answer there. But aside from aim training, uh, when you're in the game, you really want to get rid of uh, the number of things that you're practicing so that you can focus in on just making sure that you're always improving your aim. And to do that, you need to be very optimistic and you need to be very pessimistic at the same time. So you need to be like, I can't really learn every single gun in the game at the same time. Uh, so aim to try to get the same kit over and over again so you can practice those guns. And then at the same time, like when you don't have your kit, like, you know, obviously don't take that as an excuse, still focus on your aim. And the second thing about being very optimistic is to take the shot that you want to be able to hit at some point. So for example, you have a sniper shot and the guy and you're like the guy doesn't see you and so you're like okay i don't want to miss this because i'm going to give away my location so i'm going to be very careful i'm going to line it up i'm going to wait for him to stop moving or i'm going to wait for him to jump or something don't do any of that that's like not, that's not being optimistic if you're optimistic you're like oh i see somebody i'm going to shoot him in the head you know like that's what you would do right if that's what you see the streamers do that's what you see shroud do that's what you see dr disrespect do right like he sees somebody flips and just shoots him in the head just flicks on them so you should do the same thing. You should have the high standard for yourself where you say like, okay, I see them. I'm going to take my shot. You're just going to like take it, right? Obviously, you want to set it up a little bit if you have time, but you don't want to like overly think. You don't want to take too much time. That's getting pessimistic on yourself. That's like giving yourself too easy a shot when you have the opportunity to practice something that's difficult that will punish you if you mess it up. It's a lot more punishing in Battle Royales than it is in like uh, respawn shooters like Overwatch or even uh, round shooters like uh, tactical shooters like CSGO, but um, that it is what it is, right? You're going to get into the next game. Okay, the second thing is, so optimistic about those shots, and then optimistic about uh, what you're doing. So, for example, when you are uh, when you're aiming at people, like always, always, always be aiming for the head. Um, always, always, always be practicing recoil control, trying to go full recoil, max amount of damage. Always try to engage with multiple targets at the same time. Uh, Obviously, you want to make the best strategic decisions uh, in the game for victory, but you want to put yourself in a position to have to have the best aim, and that means being very optimistic about your capabilities and putting yourself in a situation where you need to hit the shot or you lose, and if you're doing the appropriate amount of uh, special map training, so drills, and then you're doing the right amount of uh, really intense... Uh, kind of like live practice, then your aim will improve over time. Now, this is something that takes a long time to build up and uh, is a lot easier to maintain once you get the skill. So think of it as like a mountain with a plateau on top. Uh, Motor-based skills like being able to shoot a soccer ball or throw a hockey puck into the net from halfway across the ice, like these are very elite skills. Aiming is an elite skill. It takes a long time to develop and it, you have to hone it very well and it's gun and game specific. Um, but at the same time, it's based on really basic things like mouse speed and mouse accuracy. That's it. And so 
these are skills that once you build up and you main and you can maintain them, then you get to keep them a lot easier than it took to build them up. So understand that it takes time. And if you're a weekend warrior kind of gamer, you're just not going to have the aim of somebody who's not a weekend warrior gamer. And I'm sorry about that, but that's just life. Um, you can maybe have a lot more fun if you accept that too, if that happens to be the case for you, Ryan. Although if it's not, then go for it. Try to build up that elite aim. All right, let's jump on to question number four from Stefan. Hello, Weldon. Uh, I'm a new IGL in the Cisco team. Uh, I'm a new IGL in general. Um, and uh, I uh, have some uh, things I want to practice, like calling all the time and, uh, yeah, how to call and fly and maintaining focus on my own game. Uh, but the thing is, I don't really know how to practice uh, these things when I'm not with my teammates. Like, is do you have any ideas how I can practice this uh, without or when I'm alone? All right, thank you for your question. So the basic premise of this question is, how do I practice being an IGL otherwise when I'm not IGLing? Because I can practice this in the team environment, and then and then what? What if I'm not? What if I want to practice but we're not scrimmaging? All right. So first of all, uh. You can do basic prep. So basic prep means deciding on the phrases that you want to use to call plays. So writing them down, having a full, like a playbook, right? So like a visual playbook. So like, this is the sentence I say, this is what it means. And and like, you draw out what it means, right? This is the sentence, this is what it means. This is my playbook. And you try to simplify it and make it very clear cut and you try to make it adaptable. So um, let's say you want to make a call about like a certain amount of utility and you want to rush B, but you want like a certain like utility on a certain map. So you'd say like, this is the sentence I'm going to say, rush B, blah, 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 this smoke here, this smoke here. And you have names for it and you know it and you can shout it out really smooth. And you study that playbook like no tomorrow. You build it first. You add it as much as you can by watching pro streams. This is like a, this is like what a offensive coordinator would do or a GM would do on a football club or on a North American football team or on a rugby team. But because you're an amateur, like you don't have an offensive coordinator. So you're going to be building this whole playbook by yourself. And I want you to be able to like call stuff at the beginning of a round very efficiently. And everybody knows exactly their part in the play and what the full play is uh, offensively or defensively. Okay. So that's the first thing that you can work on just by yourself. You can have a playbook and you can write down the physical sentences of what you want to say and say it the same every single game. Okay. So secondly, uh, you need to work on adaptation to under pressure. So how to adapt and how to make the call under pressure. And that means that when you get into an emotionally charged situation that needs leadership, that you lean into it. And so you can find these everywhere in your life. Uh, let's say your parents ask you to take out the trash or do the laundry and you don't feel like it this is an emotional situation where your emotions are telling you one thing but your duty is telling you the other thing so you find a way to like react uh in service to your values and your duty instead of your emotions um boom you practice the same muscle you need in game when you have an emotional response that is begging to be given the light of day and you have a duty bound response that's to be given the light of day being a leader is all about suppressing the thing you want to say and saying the thing you need to say okay so essentially you need to say the thing that your teammate needs to hear you don't ever get to say the thing that you want to say 
as a leader. It's not like freedom to abuse people. That's not what leadership is. Leadership is suppressing yourself in service of a greater goal and then understanding your teammates and what communications they need in a given moment to like lift themselves up. So maybe maybe your teammate needs to be supported. Maybe they need to be empowered. Maybe they need to be acknowledged. Maybe they need to be respected. Maybe they need to be called to task or conflicted against. Um, you need to kind of learn that about your teammates, but like at any given moment, you need to be able to supply with to them the kind of feeling that they need to like pick to like play to their optimum to do the right play. And uh, that's a really big challenge. And half of it is knowing your teammates and their triggers and what what they need in a given situation when they're tilting or what they need to hear to like play optimally. The other half of that is being able to manage your own emotional state. And, it's, and really listen to other people and give other people what they need instead of what you feel like you need, you want to say. So you can practice that in literally any life situation. Almost any life situation, you can practice that. So yeah, that's the show for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, this is the Ask Weldon Show, uh, and that means that you can call in and give your questions uh, to the show and as you heard we'll listen to them and we'll answer them on the screen make sure to check out the Mac program mindgames.gg use the code askweldon every single dollar you spend on that supports the development of the app which is going to be the thing that's going to enable this kind of information to spread itself to many more people um, and yeah please let's get this show back on track traffic wise share this with people who need to hear it if you know that there's something in the show that's very valuable today for somebody let's get some new listeners on the podcast let's get some new viewers on YouTube let's get some more people tuning into the Twitch stream uh, which is where I'm going to head right now I'm going to go answer all the questions that popped up in the show while I was live streaming it on Twitch and, uh, and then we'll go jump into the AIM training with Kovacs so make sure to check that out as well every single day at 7 a.m. No, just kidding. That was my time last year. Um, I don't know what time I'm going to be streaming it this year. Uh, but make sure to follow my channel, twitch.tv slash mygameswold, and turn on notifications. Then you'll know when the show is live, because you'll get the notification. Um, and yeah, I will see you next time.